Hello, and welcome to One Single Thought, the podcast where two Christian single women take theological deep dives and bring perspectives on life, mixed with levity and joy. Heather, we're rolling doubles today. We are. We're on episode 22. Oh my goodness, can't believe we're on 22. It's crazy, I know. Mm. So today's episode is not a Movies You Missed, but we are going to talk about a movie and I guess you would probably call it a rom-com movie. And I will say that if I had to choose who are my favorite rom-com actors and actresses, for sure I love Dylan McDermott. I love Dermot Mulroney for the male actors. Uh-huh. I mean, who can't love Ryan Gosling if you watch The Notebook? There's a lot of guys that I like, um, but I love Julia Roberts. She's probably my favorite, although she's uh-huh. more my age, so kind of becoming too old for that type of genre of movie. <laughs> so if you had to pick your favorite actor or actress, who would you pick for a rom-com? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Well, that wasn't And I like prompt. Meg Ryan, too, like oh, her, from the 80s and 90s. I forgot Meg Ryan. I loved mm-hmm. Meg Ryan. Because we're talking about 80 and 90, 80s and 90s. That's kind rom-coms. of the genre then, yes. Yeah. Fun fact, the movie City of Angels, which will never be a movie as you missed. We would, we'd have to tear it apart for its theology. But <laughs> Nicolas Cage, Meg Ryan, he was an angel, all that stuff. She was a doctor. Well, her hair in that movie... Mm-hmm. Was I? I remember taking it to my hairdresser and saying, "This is what I want," because she had real curly hair, uh-huh. and so I kind of have the Meg Ryan '90s hair right now because uh-huh. it's gotten curly again. But I do love Meg Ryan. I loved her in When Harry Met Sally. Oh uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Sandra Bullock, who's she's another great actress who spans beyond romance comedies. She's also good in, in drama and other other movies. But the movie we're going to talk about today as we open up the episode is Miss Congeniality. And so Heather and I would like to perform a scene <laughs> from that movie. So everybody get ready. And scene. Miss Rhode Island, please describe your idea of a perfect date. That's a tough one. I'd have to say April 25th because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. And cut. All right. So that was our (laughs) scene. Listen, people, we're podcasters. We're not actors. So that leads us to today's topic. So Heather, why don't you share with us why we chose this topic? All right. So we were throwing around ideas for topics, as we always do. We realized that this episode, as we release it, which will be on Tuesday, April 25th, Falls in line with the movie Miss Congeniality from the scene we just read you. We just acted with great Oscar prowess. winning. Yeah, Oscar, Oscar winning, winning performance. performance we just did there of the Miss Congeniality scene. So just to summarize the movie real quick, if you haven't seen it, and Rose will link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But it is about this FBI agent named Gracie Hart, who she is not feminine at all. She's very masculine she beats people up. She has horrible manners. She doesn't have good hygiene. She's just just basically been around men way too much. And she has no feminine features or characteristics at all. And so, long story short, Gracie ends up having to go undercover at the Miss United States beauty pageant. And she is totally out of her element. 
And so the scene we just read to you is in one of the preliminary competitions where the different contestants have to be interviewed. And Gracie's interview is funny anyway. Just the, the whole, everything is really funny. Just the way she has to interact with these people she has nothing in common with. But there's Miss Rhode Island, who is very sweet, airheaded girl. <laughs> <laughs> she has to answer the question about her perfect date, thinking about you went out with a guy what would your what would your perfect date be well she takes it literally and she gives the answer of april 25th so that's <laughs> we thought about oh it's april 25th when we released this episode of one single thought so instead of talking about the perfect date to answer the question that she had to answer we're going to talk about being perfect in general and perfectionism and we are trying to think of a good one single thought for this episode and i think we will again explain it later on and it'll make more sense as we get in, but we're going to borrow from Miss Rhode Island. And our one single thought today is all you need is a light jacket. All you need is a light jacket. So we're going to talk about perfectionism and Rose, I'm going to toss it to you. What are the areas in your life where you feel like perfectionism hinders you? So I think we both, Heather, could say that we're perfectionists by nature, mm-hmm. which is part of why we decided to go this angle with the with the episode, because I think we both found ourselves falling into traps of being trying to be perfect. So I'll just mention a couple of mine. I could mention a lot because I feel like I, the perfectionism just runs rampant through my life. But the first thing is my discipline and time management. I get really, really perfectionist focused on making sure that I do a good job with my time management. Now, you know, you may be saying in the audience, well, I mean, what is there to manage, Rose? You don't have a full-time job. You're a professional patient. But I do have a lot of stuff going on. And one of those things, which is a recent development, is that mm-hmm. I signed a contract to with a hybrid publisher, Punchline Publishers, I'll link them in the show notes to help me publish my book. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge thing for me. So I've got a limited amount of time to finish my manuscript first draft so that we can start the process. And I was recently given the handbook so I can preview it before my launch meeting of everything we're going to have to do. And it's overwhelming. And so for a perfectionist, when you have a task in front of you, it can be overwhelming. And so you want to make sure you don't miss anything. So I've got a book that I need to write and all that goes along with that, which is a lot. Hmm. I have various craft projects that I've begun that, you know, I would love to finish before Jesus comes. (laughs) I am trying to get my certification in biblical counseling, which has definitely taken a back seat during this season. I'm doing a lot, a lot of ministry at my church, which I absolutely love. I actually recently started helping with social media at our church. And I love anything about ministry, but as those of you in the audience who might be involved in any kind of ministry position, those things can take a lot of time. And so, Mm. you know, I want to make sure that I'm giving everything the right amount of time it deserves. On top of that, I'm still really a professional patient. I am Mm. getting a new socket for my leg, so I'm going to, typically I have rehab twice a week. Just in general, it takes me longer to do anything. So for me to go from point A to point B, I'm either walking very, very slow with a walker or I'm rolling in a wheelchair trying to get from point A to point B. Yeah. So all of that 
sucks up time. And knowing that, I realize, okay, I still need to have my time with the Lord every day. I still need to get enough sleep every night. <laughs> I still need to eat properly, all those things. And so as a perfectionist, that begins to become overwhelming because I feel like I can't do anything right. So that's one area where I feel like perfectionism really hinders me because then I kind of get stuck and decide to just pull up my phone and play a game on my phone instead of <laughs> doing something else. My other area where I think I have a perfectionist tendency is I am really an overachiever. And where that's really evident right now in my life is through my rehab and my progress. So when I started this journey with my prosthetic and became an amputee, first of all, I had to wait for my leg to heal before I could begin the amputee process or the prosthetic process. And now that I've had it, I got my first one the 1st of October, you know, I'm, I'm already now going to be getting my new socket and all of those things. But I think because I had already been through two and a half years of mm. health issues and rehab and therapies that they didn't want to tell me, Rose, this is a long process. Now, after I've come out of it and I'm doing all this, they've told me this is a long process. As an above-knee amputee, we take much longer to learn to walk and function than below-knee because we're having to learn how to use a leg and a knee, not just mm -hmm. use a prosthetic leg. And so... Because I'm an overachiever, I sometimes can push myself too hard. I feel like I'm not making a lot of progress. And so if I don't see that I'm really improving a lot, then I feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. And because of that, that causes me to just be depressed about my situation. And instead of looking at the bigger picture. So people that see me, that don't see me maybe every week, but only see me every couple of weeks will say, I can tell how much better you're doing getting in and out of the car or whatever that might be. And that's encouraging because in my mind, I just see the same thing over and over that I'm not doing. So those are just two areas that I think stand out to me when I think about where perfectionism really has a hold on me. So Heather, what areas of your life do you feel like perfectionism hinders you? Well, I can identify with a lot of what you said. If I'm not able to do something right, I've got that, if I've, I have a fear of not being able to do something right, that I'm, if I'm afraid I'm going to mess up, and especially if it's an unpleasant task, mm -hmm. then I'm just going to put it off because I want to do it the correctly, and I know I need to do it, and so that's when procrastination comes into play. But I also will take way too long to do something. <laughs> Editing the podcast, for example, of a guy, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking at it, I want to make sure it sounds perfect, I'm looking for, and if I listen back and I hear that I miss something, it really, really bugs me. So if you're any <laughs> glaring mistakes on the podcast, I didn't mean to do it. It's probably something I miss. And it's probably driving me crazy. But those kind of things usually take me a really long time. If something I have to pay painstaking attention to, it's going to take me a really long time. And I'll, I'll be doing something for hours and realize that hours have passed and that I've run out of time. And then Another example is buying greeting cards. It takes me forever to buy greeting cards <laughs> for somebody. So if I send you a greeting card, I probably put a lot of thought into it because I have to find the perfect one to fit the person's personality. I can't just grab a random card off the shelf. And you um, do a great job at that, by the way, because the last couple of greeting cards you've given me have been pretty funny. So. <laughs> but then also, like, in, in my time with the Lord and in your quote-unquote quiet time, I tend to be all or nothing. So if I can't sit down and spend a full hour... In Bible reading and prayer, I tend to give up. 
that's not the way to, to approach it. It's spending a little bit every day is better than doing nothing at all. But I guess in that way, I'm an overachiever that I've got to be willing to sit down and have undivided attention. I'm like, okay, well, I failed. I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't spend 30 minutes in undivided attention with the Lord this morning. And so I'm a complete failure. (laughs) (laughs) But perfectionism is just, you're wanting to be better at everything. You have these ideals, but we live in this fallen world and in fallen bodies. And because we sin, we're not going to be able to get there. We're not going to be able to attain it. And so we hold ourselves to these ridiculously high standards a lot of times. And when you have procrastination that comes into play, that kind of can exacerbate the problem. But I think, and I've heard, and I believe that it goes hand in hand, that procrastination is a form of perfectionism or it's a symptom of perfectionism. So Rose, how do you think they go hand in hand? Procrastination is often is often a symptom of perfectionism, like you mentioned. They one breeds the other, I think. Mm-hmm. And because perfectionists fear, so both of us that are perfectionists, we fear being unable to t- complete a task perfectly. They put it off as long as possible, and though we may just think we're being lazy, it really down deep it may be I can't do this perfectly, so I'm not going to do it. And I think that comes to what you mentioned, Heather, about I don't want to do my quiet time if I can't spend an hour Mm -hmm. in the Word and prayer, so I'm just not going to do it because if I do it, then I fail. So I think the reason this all happens, I think this stems from the fear that not meeting the goal means that there's something bad or wrong Mm -hmm. or unworthy inside of them. And, you know, Obviously, we we search our hearts every day for sin and sinful actions, and sometimes we realize we need to realize that if we don't, if we miss the mark, it's not the end of the world. That's where grace and forgiveness comes in. But I think, furthermore, perfectionists really fear that failure is going to invoke criticism or ridicule, either from the voices in their head that they hear mm-hmm. or from peers and other people. So we kind of conjure up, well, if I don't fulfill this or I don't do this the right way and it's not perfect, then I'm going to be ridiculed from others because it's not the way it needs to be in my eyes because I want it to be perfect. And the higher that we have a fear of failure and ridicule, the more that perfectionists are going to procrastinate. So I don't look at it that way. I've never looked at it Mm -hmm. together, but... I can start a thousand things and never finish them, yep. which is terrible. I mean, when we started, decided to do the podcast, I think it was good that we both were in, in to do it. Otherwise, I think we would have just kept it on the shelf. If I go to the, the thing I mentioned earlier where I signed with a hybrid publisher, basically what that means is I'm self-publishing my book, but I'm doing it under a publisher's imprint, and they're helping me with a timeline of what to do. And Mm -hmm. when I read through the handbook of everything that has to be done, if I had to do that on my own without anybody plugging along, prodding me along, I don't know that I would do it because I would fear I would fail because I couldn't be perfect at it. So I think that procrastination and perfectionism really are a challenge for us to separate. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, if we're perfectionistic, we're probably a procrastinator and we Like I said earlier, I looked at procrastination as lazy, and it kind of is, but I see now where it ties to my perfectionism. So, Heather, I know that it's hard for us to see how our perfectionism benefits us personally. 
I don't see it in myself at all. I only mm-hmm. see the things that I fail on. So I'm going to share how I feel like your perfectionism benefits you. <laughs> so a couple things. <clears throat> One, I really feel like your theology bar is very high. We mentioned this on a previous podcast. This is just one example. Before we started the podcast, you know, Heather said, is this the right thing to do? Are we, are we teaching men? And I said, no, we're not Mm -hmm. because this isn't a church. This is a podcast and it's not the church body. But she made me think, she made me dig and look and think. And it's just, you're just really good at digging deep. So Heather's one of our co-teachers of our ladies class. And Heather will get hung up on one verse. She'll go down and she'll go down a hole trying to understand about Kadesh Barnia. That was an actual incident. And, (laughs) and she will get frustrated herself because she's too focused on a specific part of the story or the lesson. When in all actuality, she's looking at it through the eyes of, is this correct? Because we use curriculum, so we, we're not going to just trust it wholeheartedly because it's not scripture. So she's very good at that. And I'll even say, spoiler alert, from last time's <laughs> episode, when we were recording the Misunderstood Verses, as Heather was editing it, she realized that the first a section of the podcast, we, we just, we missed something completely. And it wasn't something we could just throw aside. It was something that was... Extremely point of our topic, right? It was a major pivotal point of the topic. We sort of figured out why we didn't cover it, technical reasons, which we won't get into here. (laughs) But we were a little distracted. But she came over, we re recorded that section, we were able to get the podcast out. And I'm thankful for that. Like, I Mm -hmm. see, I think that is where your perfectionism really benefits you, and it benefits us because your bar is high. I think Mm -hmm. the second thing is just your thoroughness, and you are a rule follower. Thorough, she's very thorough. For example, she wants to be very intentional about buying a, a greeting card that's very targeted to the person. Now, I am the type of person that's just going to say, that one's good. I mean, I'm not going to spend hours trying to figure that out. It depends on who it is, too. Well, true, yes. I mean, if I, if I don't know the person well, mm-hmm. I probably won't spend an hour on it, but... I mean, okay. if you're a friend of mine, I will spend right a, 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 a long a significant time. amount of time. <laughs> a significant yeah. amount of time. I'll go to several stores to find the right card for you. Oh, that's nice. That's mm-hmm. big. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. She's very very thorough when she anytime she does anything, whether that's travel to Florida with her cat, whether that's moving to her new apartment. She was just thorough. She had everything organized in such a way that she knew when things needed to be done when things needed to happen, when she needed boxes, and basically did this all by herself. I mean, she had people help her, but, you know, she organized it all, took care of getting movers and all that stuff. And she's just so good about following the rules. If something comes up and she'll say, well, we'll have to do this. I mean, that's what, that's the rule. That's the right thing to do. And where the rest of us, we might go, yeah, okay, whatever. That's a challenge that's convicting. And I think that stems from your perfectionism characteristics because mm-hmm. I don't think that you would be as thorough. I don't think that you would be as big of a rule follower if you didn't have that perfectionist tendency. Well, Rose, I'll share about you. And I see a lot of the way you are. I uh-huh. see that in myself as well. But I think you and I both, we've mentioned this before, we take a long time to make decisions. Mm-hmm. So I know that you will deeply research 
something and we we laugh how we get into deep holes of on amazon trying to find the right whatever we're looking for at the moment like you're trying to buy sneakers i think and you were researching all the different ones the best ones for your feet Mm -hmm. but i think even more than online shopping you really want to make the right decision when you're giving advice and counsel Mm -hmm. to people and i think that you are really good about hearing all points of the story and you don't rush to judgment with people. And so I think that that's really good. And that's very admirable. Cause I mean, I tend to, if I'm, especially if I'm frustrated in the situation, mm-hmm. whatever I'm talking to, I tend to just say with whatever comes to my, to my brain at the moment. And it's probably not the most well thought out. So I do need to think through things before I speak, but I don't always do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that you actually are really good at listening to all the whole story, both sides and knowing what needs to be shared with the person you're talking to and very deliberately thinking out. And that, that comes from your methodical decision-making process, your perfectionist tendency to spend a lot of time on something. And I think that's really good. That's a really good quality to have. And I think too, we talked about how you and I both will start a hundred different things and not finish them. (laughs) But I think that when you are committed to something for example, the podcast or the book. And a lot of times when we have deadlines, that really helps. And I know it helps me mm-hmm. um, because then you have a, okay, I have an end date. I got to get it done. But once you're in, you're in mm-hmm. and you're not going to quit until you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're and even, so your whole health journey, I know up until the last minute, I know when you first went in the hospital back in 2019, you're supposed to teach that Sunday and you're like, Heather, can you teach? You know, I, I took over for you for a long time, but then as soon as you were able, you were back at it and you were excited to get back mm-hmm. into it and you were committed to our ladies and committed to the class. And I think you could have made a lot of excuses why you couldn't do it, but I think you have a dedication to what you you jump into and that's good Mm. even though even though your craft projects may not get done but you prioritize well I mean you know what needs to be done and you get that done Mm -hmm. I think that's that's the redeeming quality about both of us I think (laughs) even though we're we're perfectionists that don't finish a lot of things we start I think the things that we do need to finish get finished and we stay committed to those things and so I see that in you a lot yeah that's a good point Mm mm-hmm well, Rose, what does the Bible actually say about perfectionism? Nowhere in the Bible encourages us toward perfectionism. But what it mm-hmm. does do, it promises us perfection. And the type of perfection it promises is what we would call imputed perfection now. So as believers, what that means imputed is is it's put on us. And 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He made the one who did not know sin, that would be Jesus, to be sin mm-hmm. for us. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. So we can have perfection now through Christ. It's not our perfection, but Christ covers Mm -hmm. us with his righteousness. And we know that there is a future perfection to come. And that's promised in the book of Revelation as we see what is to come when Jesus returns and when we're with him. And that comes as a free gift of God's grace. And that we'll be free from perfectionism. 
So when we eventually get to heaven, when we're with the Lord, we won't be living in a in the bondage of perfectionism because we will be in a perfect environment mm-hmm. living with God and who is the holiest of all. So what we have to remember is we're not going to achieve perfection here on earth. We definitely want to strive for holiness so we can live more like Christ, but our perfection will come when we are in glory with Jesus. And so really being a perfectionist is just an example, I think, of our sinful flesh wanting to try to achieve something that we know we can't. Where no one's ever going to be perfect here Mm -hmm. on earth. So Heather, given that we won't reach perfection here on earth, How do we walk this journey as sinful creatures that are seeking holiness and seeking and following Christ until the day he comes back and takes us home? Well, we have to remember that if you are a Christian, if you have come to know Jesus as your Savior, that his perfection, his righteousness, you're you're taking on his righteousness. You're not saved by your perfection. You're not saved by the good things you do or how, how great you are, all the things you can accomplish. So... We have to remember that it's because of his work on the cross, because of his resurrection, because of the Holy Spirit who lives in us, that we are able to live in hope and with joy and have have freedom, that we're not under condemnation if we mess up, that we have forgiveness, that even if we don't meet these possibly high standards that we set for ourselves, that he still loves us. And so just a reflection on what it means to be completely changed. I'm going to read Ephesians 4 verses 22 through 24. This is the Christian Standard Bible. This starts in the middle of the sentence, but I'm just going to to read it in verse 22. It says, take off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness and righteousness and purity of the truth. So we're taking off that old self, the old person, that old yucky, dirty coat, and we're putting on the new self, the new person, a new clean jacket. (laughs) It's because of Christ that we are able to turn away from the way we used to be. And we are sanctified, being made more like Christ in our walk with him. We're not going to be perfect right now, but eventually one day when we're all with him in heaven, we will be. We're going to be growing in holiness as a continual growth in holiness. And so we're being made perfect, but we're just not going to be there right now. (laughs) And so that's an important thing to remember. To keep that balance when we're walking this journey and dealing with our sin and all that that kind of thing is to remember to, to first of all, give yourself grace when you stumble. So if you go to to the Lord and confess your sin, if you confess your sin to those you, you may have hurt or that you've sinned against, you have accountability and you're ready to move forward and you're not living in that sin and embracing it and celebrating it, but you're you're ready to move on and not do that again, give yourself grace when you sin because you are forgiven. But then also, if maybe it's not necessarily a sin, maybe you, for example, started a craft project and you haven't been able <laughs> to finish and now you're beating yourself up about it. Maybe you're just overcommitted and maybe there's just some things in your life that you need to cut out just because you can't do it all we're finite human beings we can't do everything and it's okay if you are unable to complete something for valid reasons that is not a sin that's a goal you've set for yourself if you haven't been able to meet 
So we have to give ourselves grace not to overcommit ourselves, but remembering also not to make an excuse, not to use that as an excuse, not to do what you're called to do, to be obedient, to follow through on your commitments. So don't be too hard on yourself, but you need to make sure you're taking action on the things you need to take action on. And so tying that in with the idea of taking off the old and putting on the new and then having that balance that comes with having grace towards yourself, but then also being responsible and being obedient. That kind of ties into our one single thought, which is kind of weird, <laughs> but we got there because it's the perfect date, perfect weather. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. You're not too hard on yourself. You're not too easy on yourself. You're looking at Jesus. He's the one who will make you perfect as you are continually being sanctified. But just remember, all you need is a light jacket. All you need is a light jacket. That's like putting on the new self. Yeah. Putting on that light jacket. Rose, why don't you share with us your one random thought for the day? So my one random thought today is... It don't mean a thing <laughs> if it ain't got that swing. Do-wop, 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 Okay, so... I had to sing with you there. There, I'm glad you did. So that song was made famous by the great Ella Fitzgerald. She was dubbed the first lady of song. She was the most popular female jazz singer in the United States for more than half a century. She is my all-time favorite vocalist. Is she? Yes. Oh, I love Just Ella. Just thought I'd throw that in there. She's the best. Yes. Well, she won in her lifetime 13 Grammy Awards, and she sold over 40 million albums. And because we're talking about the perfect date... Today, April 25th, 1917, was Ella Fitzgerald's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Ella. Happy we birthday, Ella. We need some good jazz singers like Ella yeah, Fitzgerald. She's good. Mm -hmm. She's good. Actually, there is a really good one. She's in her mid-20s, and her name is Veronica Swift. Ooh, I will link her she in the show notes. Yeah, she actually sounds a lot like Ella. She, she scats really? everything. Yeah, uh, she's really, really good. So, Heather, what's our Ricky thought today? Today's Ricky thought is back to school with remedial Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. So Third grader back at it. He, well, okay. So we finished second grade back in December and it is now April, but a lot has happened since December. I moved and it was just, there's just too much going on and I just was not able to keep up with cat school. So I am determined that Ricky needs to finish his, his schooling he he kind of dropped out there in the middle and so all the other students have passed him but he uh is going back to school going back to third grade <laughs> so we are starting third grade I've, i have actually done a little bit of some of the lessons in third grade so he does some of the paw tricks where he can he can give you five and all that now which is real cute when he does that right now we're working on getting him to get to the point where i can hold his paw like, he'll give me his paw, I can mm -hmm. hold it, and eventually get to the point where I can trim his nails. Mm. Just by having him hand me his paw. Wow. Yeah. But it's going to be a while. But yeah, I don't know how long we're going to be in third grade. It might be It might be a, a while. while. I'm sure every grade gets <laughs> harder, so. It, it does, and if you don't have the time to devote to it, then the poor cat just does the same thing every day, because... How many grades does he have to be like a graduate of cat school? I don't know, because the cat teacher keeps adding to it. Oh, I think okay. She, I think she has five grades right now. 
So I don't know if she will add more. So fifth grade graduation would be his final. Yeah, it'll be a while before we get to fifth grade. (laughs) (laughs) But if she does not add more lessons, then yeah, fifth grade would be it. But I don't know. She has all kinds of other things you can learn and teach her cat. She's got all kinds of challenges, like fun, Mm. agility type challenges. Mm -hmm. But that always exhausts me. And as a perfectionist, right? like I'm not going to get my cat to do this perfectly. It wears me out to think about trying to get him to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it. So the perfectionist in me, when you're training a cat, you can't have, you can't be a perfectionist because you're training a cat Mm -hmm. and cats are going to be cats. So true. Yes. But remedial Ricky's going back to school. So no more playtime for Ricky. He's going to get get back to work. Get serious here, buddy. Wormy dad. He's got to move (laughs) on. (laughs) So what's our one single question today? Our one single question today, tying back to our original opening scene that we performed so beautifully, (laughs) can you describe your perfect day? Day, not not date. date. It's day. Because we didn't want to describe a perfect date because we don't date much. No. (laughs) We would have been like Miss Rhode Island and probably would have said April 25th. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of weird, but I'm kind of a simple person, but I would just like... A day with extra hours in it. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Because then you could get the couple of things done that you needed to get done, but then have a day to relax. Just a disclaimer, I don't want the pandemic back. Because I know when you start wishing for that, that's when the pandemic happens. Right. <laughs> um, or you end up in the hospital without visitors for months. Right, exactly. Cool. But it would just be nice to be able to like have a day where you could just things done really fast. And then have a day to actually read all the stack of books you have and... Do all the craft projects. All the craft projects and get them all done Mm -hmm. and not be hindered by your perfectionism. Yes. What about you? So this is a hard question because like Heather, I'm a pretty simple person, but I'm going to answer it from the perspective of where I'm currently at and it's going to sound kind of cheesy and corny, but we'll go with it. So perfect day for me, first of all, let's just get to the brass tacks. It's any day where I'm at home and not in the hospital or a rehab. That would be the perfect day. <laughs> but I would say for me, I love Sundays and Wednesdays when I can go to church. Now, I literally miss that so much when I couldn't go that now to me, those days are my favorite days of the week. In fact... Last Sunday was Easter, and that was the first time I had been at church on Easter for four years. Mm -hmm. And Heather can attest to this because we ride together often that we always run late. I'm I'm pushing an envelope. (laughs) I'm trying to get ready on time. I've never been an early person. But I'm going to tell you, last week, I was up in Adam because I was ready to go. I was so excited. You would think it was Christmas morning. I had a hard time going to sleep the night before. Because I was so excited. I don't know if I realized that at the time. But when I got up the next morning, I'm like, that must have been why I couldn't go to sleep. I was so excited. And I just love being able to be at church. So that's my cheesy answer. My other answer is I just love a day where I get to spend it with friends. And again, I'm a simple person. And I have just, in recent years, spent a lot of time in a hospital or in rehab. And my bar for a perfect day is a little lower than maybe the average Joe. 
or average Joanna, but like to, I'll give you today's a really good example. So today I spent this morning meeting with a college girl that I'm discipling and I love that. That's like my lane. It's what I love the most to do in ministry. Then a group of ladies came over today, this afternoon, and we had pizza and we played cards and we laughed and it was so much fun. And then Heather came over and we are recording the podcast. And that's that's like a perfect day for me. It's it's so fun. I love any day I get to spend with Heather because she's a good friend. I mean, there's just, it. my bar is low for what the perfect day is. Whereas probably before all this happened, I would probably have said, spending it at the spa and getting a Starbucks and all that stuff. But now, I mean, that's not as important. Well, another perfect day for me, and I'm telling you all this because this is going to be a preview for the next episode that's coming up. So I think I've mentioned before, but I volunteer with Honor Flight Bluegrass. I'm actually on the board with them. And if you have not heard of Honor Flight Bluegrass, Rose will link it, but it is an organization we fly veterans of World War II, Korea, and Vietnam to Washington, D.C. for the day to see the memorials and then come home and it's a one-day trip it's very busy very tiring but the one coming up will be my seventh trip with them and you're very emotional you're very exhausted but it's a very good way to spend your time as a volunteer and so that's one of my perfect days but i'm telling you this because in our next episode on may 9th we will be interviewing kelly oakley who is a board member with honor flight bluegrass and also a believer and we're just going to talk to her about the organization and share that with you all something that's very dear to my heart and then i think i'm bringing rose into it too if she, i'm getting her yes i've become, recently become a volunteer to help with the database so yeah it's just a great organization yeah so i'm really excited to talk about it and another reason i'm telling you now we're giving you a, a plug for the next episode is because we are collecting mail for veterans who are flying on this trip and you can send in your cards it doesn't have to be any to anybody specific you can just address it dear veteran i hope you enjoyed your day um, thank you for your service drop that into the mail there is a we have a facebook page um honor flight bluegrass and i'll link and that in the show notes rose will link that and on that page you can find information about the mail call is what it is it's basically a, a play on when you're in the service you'd get mail call you get your mail and that was a big deal for them so i would love for you all to send in mail the deadline the facebook page might actually say something different but i would say you need to have it in by may 10th mm. which is a week before the flight the, the flight is on may 17th so if you're interested in mailing sending in mail to some veterans who are flying with us to washington dc on may 17th please send that in they would love it a lot of them don't know they don't expect to get be getting mail and so that will be a very special thing for them. So can't wait to tell you all more about it, to hear from Kelly in next, the next episode on May 9th. So until next time, don't follow your heart, follow God. We hope you've enjoyed One Single Thought. Our theme music is provided by Lindsay Cook, and we're so happy you joined us. Please be sure to share this episode with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. We'd love it if you'd rate and review our podcast so more people can find us and join our tribe of listeners. 